Yellow. You, Bill's about to say something. We uh, forgot that Aaron was going to say, this is Aaron. And this is Bill. So yeah. We're not as uh, tech savvy or podcast savvy as we thought we were. But actually, our podcast isn't even called that. It's called, We're Not As Dumb As We Think We Are. And most likely, that is true. Probably, that's true. So, Bill, my question for you today is, that he's not prepared for, in the words of Michael Scott, I hate so much the things that you choose to be. So, with that, why are you the way that you are? I'm not really sure who Michael Scott is. Wait, whoa, 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 pause. You don't know, you don't know who Michael Scott totally is? I'm not totally sure, no. Is he a basketball player? Was yes, he? he's a basketball player. He does play basketball in one of the episodes of The Office. Oh, that's an Office character. Well, I think there was a basketball player by that name, too, a long time ago. But the real question I have for you is this. What is a better TV show? Cheers, Friends, or The Office? Well, that's a tough one because I don't ever watch The Office and I'm ridiculed to no end because of that. I think you want me to say The Office, but I've never seen it. No, you can say whatever you want. Friends is a good show because I like some of the characters in there and Jennifer Aniston is in there. But I think that Cheer- <laughs> Cheers is the best one. Jennifer Aniston's and Friends, you're right. That's true. For some reason you like that. I, I, yeah. Cheers is the best one. Yes, it is. Sam and Diane and what was the other girl's name? Um, let's see. It was uh, Rebecca. It was played by Kirstie Alley, I know that much. Right, Rebecca was her name. All right, so we're not going to spend much time. We should do an episode about The Office, but Bill never watches The Office, so... I'll be very quiet during that podcast. I couldn't really talk that much about it. Maybe I could bring someone on to have a conversation with them. Someone really intelligent about The Office. It is the new year, 2019. Um, It's not yet while we're recording this, but when you hear this, it will be. So we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. New Year resolutions. Because Bill, I mean, there's a lot about Bill that's hard to understand and grasp and really wrap your head around. Yeah, kind of a mystery when it comes to to life. He's probably got a lot of deep thoughts about New Year's resolution. And one of the questions we're going to central this episode around is the question... Should Christians make New Year's resolutions? Because Bill loves Jesus, and I do too. And whoever loves him more will never know until the day we die. <laughs> I don't think it is a competition as to which one of us loves Jesus. Well, most. all I do is win, win, win. So. <laughs> so, Bill, answer the question after you're done giggling over there. Is it okay for Christians to make New Year's resolutions? And tell me why you believe what you believe. Uh, I will. I, I think that it's not a bad thing to do. I don't think there's anything biblically uh, against it. You sure? Uh, well, I think I don't think there is. Did you do any study to back up your theories? Uh, no, I just ran through the scriptures in my mind to think if there's anything that said, don't make any New Year's resolutions. Uh, so having said that, I guess it's okay to do, but... I think a lot of people do it poorly, and I have made some before that I have not kept. Probably lots of people have. So what are some New Year's resolutions that you made that you didn't keep? Oh, everybody says I'm going to exercise, you know, 360 days out of the new year. I'm going to lose 20 pounds by May, 
all that kind of stuff that sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't. But I, I think that it's okay to make them. But the problem is, at least in my mind, is that people rely on their own strength, their own ability to stick to it. And, and for a Christian, if we want real life change, it doesn't have to be on any particular day of the calendar. And it isn't about just willing yourself to do it. It's about yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit. And so then that can happen anytime. It should happen anytime. So it's okay to make them, but I think it's sort of pointless for a Christian. We should be yielding every day, not just on New Year's Day. That was a good response. Thanks. But, but you pulled a political I did. R- response. Because I asked you to tell me a New Year's resolution that you didn't keep. I gave you some. No, no, no. You just said what people make these type of resolutions. You never said the specific one you made. And then you went on this this dialogue about Christians should really rely on Jesus to make to make changes, which is true. But you didn't answer my ultimate question. I want to know a specific resolution you made that you did not keep. Uh, exercising, I, I didn't exercise. I made one about exercise that I didn't keep very well, and losing weight. I have lost weight before, and I gained it back, and I lose it again, and I'm in the process of trying to lose it now. I've lost some, but I still have some to lose. But you should be grateful that you only get to hear this podcast and you don't have to see it. Bill's referring to that he's not someone worth looking at, I believe. Well, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I I just say that less of me would be better. Oh, okay. So New Year's resolutions, Christians can make them. There's no law against it. I don't think so. It's not a sin. Well, that's good, because I'm sure a lot of Christians do. Well, let me ask you, have you made any? Ever in my life? Well, yeah, that would be the... If I have, it's been a really long time since I've made a New Year's resolution. Why do you not make them? I don't make New Year's resolutions because I think trying to commit to do one thing or something like that over a course of 365 days, or 366 if it's a leap year... Is it the best way to accomplish something? Because you're pretty good at setting goals and doing it. You're in these weight loss challenges all the time. I would think that you'd be a person that could actually keep them. Well, those are a little easier to be motivated because money's on the line. I've done these weight loss challenges where you put money on, and if you don't lose your weight, you lose your money. And I'm not a greedy person, but I don't like losing money that I can control not losing. Unlike my retirement, which isn't doing real great right now, I have no control over that. Stock market goes up, goes down. Uh, anyway, he's a long way from retiring. I don't think he's <clears> long to worry way. about that. Um, no, I just think it's better to, if you come across something you want to accomplish, you don't have to wait till the beginning or till January one to to work on it. You can start right when it's in your heart and your mind to do it. And a lot of times you'll you'll hear about people saying, "Start now." You know, it's December, whatever. It's November. It's even October. Start making changes now so when January actually comes, you're already in your routine. Do you think there's anything to it, like the calendar year starting over, a fresh year, a brand new start? Is there anything that connects with people thinking of forgiveness and being, being having a, a fresh beginning in their lives? Is there some connection there, do you think? Oh, I think so. I think people, they it's, a, it's, a, it's the beginning of something new. And so a lot of people say, you know, 2018 was just a bad year for whatever reason. I had bad things happen or I didn't make good decisions. This is a new year for me to say, you know what, it's a clean slate. That year is past and I can make better decisions or do better things or I don't have 
whatever happened to me on my back anymore, that was last year. This is a new year. I'm going to make it fresh. You're going to make it new. So for sure, I think they look at it as this is an opportunity to change. I do like that. And I like what you said. And I like that idea of a fresh start. I think that's important for people. And I like how we do New Year's that way. I mean, I don't know, again, that you have to make a resolution, but I like the idea that people think of getting a fresh start, and perhaps we as Christians can redeem that time to talk about the fresh start you get in Jesus, not just on January 1, but on any day that you repent and confess your sins, you get a New Year's Day start then. I think that's kind of an interesting thought. So what would be, Bill, Mr. Aficionado, Mr. Aficionado, of knowing lots of random things? Uh, okay. What would you say to someone who's making a New Year's resolution? What suggestion would you give them uh, to either accomplishment, accomplish it, or maybe even talk to them about trying it in a different way? I guess in my mind, it, it, you need to pray about it first. Because I, I can, you know, wish all, all I want to that I'm going to, you know, try to resolve all I want to to... to be something that I, I'm not, but if it's not what God has intended for me, if it's not planted in me, then I'm just wishing in the in the wind. So I think it would be good to pray and seek what God wants you to do. And then number two, I think you got to yield to Him. I mean, it isn't going to be by my own strength or willpower that I accomplish anything in 2019. It'll be by the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we need to focus on. So I'd say to pray, yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, and uh, be realistic about it. I, I think we get discouraged sometimes when we don't accomplish it right away, and then we think, well, that's it, we're done. Well, you can start again, and you, even if you take three steps forward and two steps back, you're still a step further than you used to be. So I think it's important yeah. to quit. So, I, so pray about it and yield to the Holy Spirit. So I've heard that before, and I've probably told people to do that, you know, yield or, or submit. Like, what on earth does that even look like like how how does one yield to jesus the holy spirit like when living their life like what's that actually well let's talk about how's that if, lived out if, if i if i'm convicted that i need to lose weight which uh-huh. I, I think i do need to lose weight then it becomes a matter of prayer it becomes a matter of of asking the lord to give me the strength to change my eating habits uh and to resist times of temptation when i'm not uh, when, when I'm not feeling like sticking to what I know is the right plan. Uh, it involves accountability. It involves recognizing that you know physically this is the spi- this is as much a spiritual battle as it is a physical one, and so that I have to continue to pray. I have to be diligent in seeking the Lord. Maybe turning to Scripture in times when I'm weakest. Uh, I, I think it means all those things, but I think it, it it comes from being honest with God about what it is you're trying to change. Uh, and, and if it's really something that God wants to work in your life, I think He wants to empower you. The Holy Spirit wants to enable you to get it done. If you just uh, let them work in your life and and do what you can do, I think you can see it happen. Interesting. I feel like a lot of people, maybe not a lot, I don't know, the whole idea of giving yourself to Jesus or the Holy Spirit, or both, and say, you know what, you're in charge. Like, <clears throat> how do you live that out? And the idea of um, sometimes God puts on our hearts to do something or not to do something, but we're not always sure that that's coming from Him. 
And some people would even say, you know, this is where people have issues with Christianity is they're like, you have a God that is in your mind and that's just a coincidence. That's not God. That's just your conscience. So that's something else. Some bad Mexican food you ate that's making your stomach wonkety and making your brain wonkety, you know. But in reality, it's true that we have to decipher through God speaking to us through our thoughts and through different mediums that this is what he either wants us to do or not to do and can be exactly the same and works with our New Year's resolutions as well. Like, is this really what God wants me to work on and focus on this year or is it not? Yeah, I agree. I think that and that's, I think it's never an easy process. I, I think for me, yielding to the Holy Spirit, letting him be in control means that I and I, I think I can fake a lot of people out but in my heart of hearts I know whether I'm doing what I want to do or I know what I'm following the lead of the Holy Spirit and and you might not be able to tell that but I know it so it's it's hard for me to say what it is what it looks like for everybody else other than I think that you know when you're doing what you want to do as opposed to doing what you know God wants you to do I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but I really do think I know the difference in my life. You probably know it in yours, but I can't always tell it in you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. and I'd agree that I think for the most part I understand when something's coming from me and when something's coming from God. But not but not always. Like my wife has said before, like sometimes there's multiple choices you can make that God would approve of all of them. I agree. And so... Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but we're talking about in, in the area of Giving the temptation in the area of, of your whatever your resolution is, whether it's losing weight, whether it's you know being reading the Bible every day, whatever or, it is, you can. There are things that would distract you that you know are not uh-huh. from God. So I mean, it, it sometimes the choices are right and wrong. A lot of times the harder ones are between good, better, and best. But but there are some right and wrong choices. What if your resolution is to be more sarcastic? Is that a good resolution? <laughs> well, you and I are already good at that. I don't oh. feel like that's something God would necessarily want us to do. Be more sarcastic. Yeah, I don't think is sarcasm so. a sin. Um, no, I, I hope not. <laughs> you better hope not. <laughs> and, and you too. I'm not sarcastic I, at all. Oh no, no, I, I apologize. No, clearly, sarcasm. Clearly, you and sarcasm are complete strangers. So, they are. So, some advice I would give for New Year's resolution. Thanks for asking, by the way. What advice I would give? Well, give. I, yeah, I, I would like to know. Is I would make in like smaller goals instead of saying for for twelve months I'm going to do this. Say, well, for January I'm going to do X, Y, or Z, or February or the first three months. You know, instead of saying by 2020 I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Well, it's going to get to November and you're like, I still got to lose 30 pounds. All right, I'm not eating anything but uh, uh, one small plate of salad a day and drinking a lot of water. Like, yeah, it's going to be awful. But if you say, hey, by, by February 1st, I'm going to lose 5 pounds. By March uh, 1st, I'm going to lose you know, 8 pounds. Whatever it is, you know. And there's also some really good apps and stuff like that. Actually, I've stumbled upon recently to help track stuff. One's called Done. It literally, I've uh, wanted to do a better job at brushing my teeth twice a day. <laughs> That's good. And just in general, sometimes I forget to brush my teeth. I bet, I bet your wife doesn't like when you forget I don't know. She hasn't said anything yet. But anyway, I get to mark down when I brush my teeth. And it like shows me stats and all this stuff. It's cool. That is cool. And there's other ones called Strides. And I downloaded that one because like it'll you can track like how much money you're saving. 
because my wife and I currently are saving money to go to Hawaii for a 10-year anniversary, which is still nice. over two years away. Be sure to brush your teeth. I don't know why I look at my watch. It doesn't tell me what year it is either. Does it show your calendar on your watch? It doesn't. Well, be sure to brush your teeth for that trip. That's so get some apps. Apps are good if that's what you're, you're into. Um, make smaller goals, whether it's if you want to I eat. I like the idea of smaller goals. I think you know, that if it's to things. eat healthier. You know, too. I'm not saying that. Say, well, one thing, too, is eating healthier. Just say, hey, these put make a list down. These are the top list of foods that I'm not going to buy. Like, I'm not going to buy Doritos. I'm not going to buy butter. I think he's talking to me right now. But I don't buy Doritos um, or butter, so that's good. You don't buy Doritos or butter? No, but I do buy other junk. I got lots of butter in my house. Just so you know. Butter is a constant part of the kitchen and cooking. Bill's not the greatest. Cooking. What, what cooking. is that? Yeah, exactly. Bill's is the microwave. So, yeah, those things are, are helpful. Or if it's books, you'll read more books. Say, I gotta pick out your books you're going to read. Say, by January, I'm going to read this book, February, this book. And I think that'll definitely be helpful. But making a New Year's resolution is okay. But if you got a, something you want to do, just do it. I agree. That makes a lot of sense. We agree. That's yeah, great. That's good. So, Bill, are you making a New Year's resolution? I probably sure. won't. I, I do need to keep losing weight, but that has been something that I've been working on for a while to varying levels of success. But I'm going to try to be a better Christian, a kinder human being, and I'm going to try really hard in 2019 to be nicer to Aaron Peter. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you be nicer to me? I'm going to try. Well, I look forward to watching you attempt that I don't intend to make any New Year's resolutions. I do want to read more, but I've already started that process. You've been reading a lot lately. In the last few months. So I have a list of books on my Amazon like wish list to get. And then I'll probably try to work on continuing being healthy and lose weight because I lost a bunch of weight, got down to the weight I wanted to, and then I gained some back. Not all of it, obviously. He's the winner, though, in the office about losing weight. He's in pretty good shape. I am in a shape, that's for sure, uh, whether uh, it's good or not. I'm going to stand by my statement. So, one last question for Bill. Do you still believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> I like that he brought that up. I do. I do. You I don't still, believe in Santa Claus? I still hear the bell ring. Oh, my god! Now, Aaron, are you a fan of Santa, Aaron? Am I a fan of Santa Claus? Yeah. I like the movie with Tim Allen. Yes, yes. See, Aaron does not necessarily... Uh, enjoy Santa. He wants to make sure that his children know exactly where the gifts come from and who gets the credit for those gifts. Well, Is exactly. that correct, there? Yeah. Uh-huh. My kids get super excited when they get presents. They and it'd be super annoying if they open up a present and then be like, yay, Santa Claus got me this. And I'm just like, Aaron would yeah. not like that. Well, yeah. I want them to know that I got it for them. I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Um, I don't either, Aaron. I don't either. Because part of giving gifts is the joy of them being happy about it. That's true. But they're happy about a fictitious person giving them the gift because Santa Claus is a farce. Oh, Aaron's real feelings are coming out. I hope we don't have any children listening to our podcast. I believed in Santa Claus growing up and then eventually... No I still do, did. Aaron Peer. I still do. Yeah, you should uh, watch uh, the Santa Claus. It's def- it's a documentary about. Oh, okay. How Santa Claus. Well, I just wanted you to make sure that uh, Aaron does not care for Santa now, because he wants all the credit for the gifts he gives. Word. And if you're a parent and you're like me, um, don't feel bad. 
And if you're a parent and you think I'm crazy or lame, then shame on you for judging me. Because that's just terrible. I do want to say this, Aaron. I hope that you and your wife and your children have a really great Christmas. We're recording this three days before Christmas, I think. It's at four, but... Four days. You're close. He looked at his watch again to make sure. I can say it says the date. <laughs> Friday the 21st. Four, four days before Christmas. And uh, I do wish you and your wife, Kara, and your children have a great Christmas and a safe trip to Iowa. And I do enjoy working with you on these podcasts. I hope that somebody uh, listens to these. You're so sweet, Bill. I'm trying really hard. but I He's already working on his New Year's resolution to I'm be nicer to me. I'm sincere about that. I think that I am excited to be able to work such young talent as you and I hope you have a Merry Christmas thanks I would say nice things back to you but people would start to vomit of all the probably they would of all the kindness I I would lead the way so well all right. thanks for listening and Bill is not as dumb as he thinks he is and and, Aaron isn't either and neither are you have a good one have a good day